in the world of social media and everybody's opportunity to have their, their own 15 minutes of fame, you might think that the traditional approach of public relations and, and getting publicity is no longer needed. But to be honest, that's far from the truth. People keep seeing your name. You get that visibility, that credibility, and frankly, very importantly in today's market, the trust. Because you're being interviewed. It's a third-party endorsement. It's not just you on social media going, woo, I'm great, look at me. It is other people, and in fact, the media trusted authority interviewing you, and that makes a world of difference. That's my guest this week, Jill Lublin, and she's a publicity expert with decades of experience. And in this very action-packed and fast, fast-moving episode, she shares a lot of insights and ideas around how you can leverage publicity to build your business and do it in the way that uh, she calls the 3M formula. So stay tuned after the break. Welcome to the Personally Brandtastic podcast, where we help you build your personal brand and business so that people can find you easily, want to work with you, and can't wait to refer you. If you're looking for the REI branded podcast, you are actually in the right place. We recently renamed it, but the content is the same, helping you to build your brand and business, reach more people and stand out from the competition. My name is Paul Kopkin and every day I work with real estate investors, professionals and business owners who want to stand out from the crowd and attract more of the right opportunities without feeling inauthentic or spending all day doing it. It's all about communicating how personally brandtastic you are because marketing is how to get their attention, but personal branding is why they choose to you. Jill, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. I'm going to kind of kick off and be a kind of devil's advocate for a second, because with social media and everybody can be an influencer for 15 minutes of fame, why is publicity still important and, and why? Well, it's very important because, frankly, without it, nobody keeps hearing about you. I mean, people rely on social media and think that a one-hit wonder, so to speak. Like, first of all, if people engage with you or send you some likes, it's not going to have that staying power that publicity has, which is to give you the prospects and leads because people see you as a trusted authority. People keep seeing your name. You get that visibility that credibility, and frankly, very importantly in today's market, the trust, because you're being interviewed. It's a third-party endorsement. It's not just you on social media going, woo, I'm great, look at me. It is other people, and in fact, the media trusted authority interviewing you, and that makes a world of difference. Publicity is about, I like to call it the three Ms, magnetizing you, monetizing you, and multiplying you. I like that. So, has PR or public relations publicity changed now that mainstream media has less impact, but still has the importance that you just kind of highlighted? Well, number one, it, had to, it actually has as much impact as ever. Why do you think celebrities, you know, people have worked hard at movies, frankly, like they want to go home to their family. What are they doing? They're sitting in hotel rooms for 12, 14 hour days and smiling nice for the camera because the TV stations, you know, radio networks, blogs, podcasts are all coming in to interview them. There's a reason why publicity is so important. Without it, not much happens. That goes for small business owners, too. So here's the truth. I'm excited about the power of how publicity has multiplied. I think it's multiplied. Why do I say that? Because now we have blogs and podcasts. 
Now we have the opportunity when you are on traditional media station that it's also all over the internet. Now we have that you can do your own Instagram lives, Facebook lives, LinkedIn lives. You know what I'm saying? Like it just goes on and on. And I see publicity as multiplying. And I think that's good news. And you mentioned leads and prospects. So it is much more than just credibility and visibility. Absolutely. I mean, listen, you've got to be doing it for that too, because you want people to, I call it the I've heard of him somewhere syndrome. You know, I've seen her name somewhere. It's because you've been doing publicity. And that does generate that attention grabber, the, the ability for people to go, yeah, yeah, I recognize your name. It's great, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, that's that's what it's really doing. And what advice do you have around what are the do's and don'ts of pitching the media? Mm, well, a couple, a couple of them, lots of well, lots of them, but let me give you some highlights. Um, one is do it consistently. Because it is a bit of a numbers game. you got to play the numbers, right? Like if you just sit back and go, oh, I don't know if the media is interested in me. They won't be. (laughs) But if you move forward and speak to them and take baby steps to speak to the media, it can be small media, it can be larger media. The point is that you're going to get impact and influence, right? So I would tell you do's, stay consistent and persistent. Don't, Don't just sell your business. This isn't just about selling your business, so to speak, whatever your business is. You want to be fitting into something that's going on in the media, something that's interesting, something that's a story where you can be seen as an authority, even if it's a sort of backdoor or side door approach. So I'm really big on, I like to call it, use everything you've got, Paul. And what does that mean? Well, if you're a woman, use International Women's Day. If you're a Christian, use Christian media. If you're any ethnicity, use that. I'm sure there's some kind of newsletters and that are written just for you, right? And I, I really think people miss this point. And so I would really encourage you to use all kinds of ways to get in because by doing that, like, let me tell you about Ace, who it is her real name, but let me share with you that she was in my virtual publicity course. And we were going deep on this use everything you've got content. And I looked across the screen because they're all interactive and virtual. And I said, hey, you know what? Can I just ask you where you're from? She said, well, I'm of Filipino origin. I said, great. We got something going on right now called hashtag stop Asian hate. You can be a speaker for this. She said, really? I never thought about that. I said, yes. And what I'd like you to do is start doing it. Well, do you know, first of all, she'd come into my course because she wanted to be, she wanted to build leads and referrals, just like you should be doing using publicity as a strategy. And then when I started saying, well, let's use the fact that you're Filipino, go out and talk about stop, hashtag stop Asian hate. That's the story that got her, get this, to be an ambassador in the Filipino community. And on top of that, she actually made a big list, which is the top Filipino businesses under 30. She's 28. Now, is that super great? Of course it is. Do you think she can leverage that? She actually not only leveraged it, but that week alone, when all this started happening, she got three speaking engagements that built her business. She got 12 prospects right away, nine of whom became clients, all based on, uh, shall we say, a another strategy, which is use everything you've got. I think a lot of people probably default to, they want to be on the morning show or they want to be quoted in the Wall Street Journal, but it doesn't need to be big media to get coverage. Is that right? 
Yeah, that's exactly true. Actually, frankly, every media is worthwhile. I mean, really everything. I've been very blessed and honored to work with the Chicken Soup for the Soul author, Mark Victor Hansen. And he was actually writing a book with Robert Allen called The One Minute Millionaire. And he flew me in and we did some PR strategy. He said, and by the way, the book wasn't even going to be out for like another nine, 12 months. He said, Julie, you're here today because I learned something a long time ago when I wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul. And that is everything matters and everything counts. And we, as part of how we became so famous, Chicken Soup for the Soul has sold, let me just think, oh, more than 80 million copies. Maybe it's billion. I don't know. (laughs) But let me just say it's a heck of a lot. And he said one of the main reasons we've been so successful is publicity. We learned early, early on to say yes to everything. And we did the smallest stations. We woke up at four in the morning and did cities we never heard of. You know, we just did and said yes to everything. And that's what multiplied our fame and got the message out for our books. And that's what helped us become so successful. PR works, right? He understood that. He's a major successful author and business person. What about the saying that any publicity is good publicity versus, you know, in terms of bad publicity? Yeah, I generally agree with it here. So here's the deal. The public's memory is very short. And I'm going to just tell most of you listening as small business owners and, you know, people you serve, Paul, that I'm not concerned that somebody's going to give you bad publicity. Please understand that the media is there to make you look good. They want you to look good. They want you to shine. If they ask you a tough question now and then, okay, you can have, shall we say, some answers ready, right? But they do want you to look good. I promise you. So I'm not worried about crisis PR for most of you out there. I think most of you out there are going to be great with the podcast you create and the media mentions you get. Listen, I had a woman recently working with me. She said, Jill, I am so clear about the power of publicity because she got a, I think it was, yeah, 250 word article in her local Wisconsin newspaper, tiny little, you know, small town that she lives in. She said it got her a $5,000 client. She's a business consultant. $5,000 client, 250 word article. That's the power of generating business. Right. And just thinking about, I would like to take you off on that because the the audience of this podcast predominantly are real estate investors. And at the moment there is, because of rising real estate prices and the percentage of houses being bought is quite high. So here, for example, in Ontario, 22% or more of all houses bought are being bought by real estate investors. That then leads to increases in rents. And obviously with prices rising, there is a negative backlash against landlords in terms of things like renovictions, that kind of thing. What are the tips that you have when having those prepared answers? What are the things that people should be ready for? Because occasionally a journalist may ask that left field question and you really don't want to kind of stumble through it. No, but here's what I would recommend. Have your message down. I teach a formula which is based on creating what's the problem out there. So one thing you could address is that problem, or you could talk about, you know, how to be a great landlord, for instance, as opposed to a bad one. And then have your three answers. Keep them really simple. Keep them in five-year-old language, no jargon, right? And what I would do is very simply um, have the opportunity to create that easy way for people to look at 
being a real estate investor. I mean, maybe that's the way in is talk about how to invest in real estate as opposed to going in other ways, right? And if somebody asks you the question, have an answer, have an answer. It might not please everyone, but have an answer. You could also, it's called um, bridging. And what that means is, you know, thanks Paul for asking me that question. What I want to share about this issue is, and then you go to the point you want to make. Here's the truth. Most media people will leave you alone once you answer a question. Again, their job is not to pin you up against the wall and make you look bad. They want a good show and they want to make you look good. I, I've seen that over close to you know three decades in my PR experience. It's not about making you look bad. It's making you look good. Please. Your job in the media is also to make your host look good. So going back to your, you mentioned your client earlier with the hashtag. Is that one of the ways that you can kind of look for what's trending in the news or look for things that you potentially could speak to? Is that one of the recommendations you have? Yes, that is one of the recommendations. I mean, number one, pay attention. What's on your phone, <laughs> right? What's the news stories that's happening that day? I look every day. Okay, what's on Apple News? What's going on? And which of my clients might be able to fit into that? Like that. And you brought up, Paul, rising house prices, people, real estate investors coming in and, and buying great homes. You know, guess what? That might be a trend. Well, one of you should talk about that. Right. Why not? Right. First one to the phone wins. That's what I like to say. <laughs> so is that something you you kind of advocate? Because I'm just it, it's funny you mentioned high rising. or We talked about high rising prices. I saw a Bloomberg article literally today as we're talking. And one of an investor I know, not particularly big investor or anything like that, they got quoted in a Bloomberg article, which is kind of cool for a Canadian real estate investor to get featured in Bloomberg. I'm wondering, I, I'm kind of intrigued as to how she got the exposure, but it, are you suggesting don't wait or don't send out the, the standard press release? It's pick up the phone and try and reach a journalist to talk about if you know if it's something that's trending right now yes yes pick up the phone yes that thing you know um (laughs) and and actually hear you know have your voice be heard because there is something human about that and people are missing that and you know so i do that and then i'd follow up with an email hey i left you a message again listen if you can put it in two three sentences inside of an email that's called a pitch that's fine That's fine. And, you know, what you just underlined, Paul, is that there are fabulous opportunities for everyday people, just like all of you, to get into media. That's Bloomberg. That's one Canadian real estate investor. Why? Probably because they either found, found her on Google, which is very possible, or, you know, she made it to the phone first, or, you know, it's an or, 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 right? But one thing that I would recommend that's a really practical tip is go to Google Alerts and type in the word real estate or real estate investing. And of course, your name too, that's separate. And that way, anytime somebody's talking about real estate investing, Google Alerts is going to alert you, which I think is actually a really important thing that people can find you. Let me just say that. And that's one way to get found, simple and easy and free. What about the the more traditional kind of press release? Is there still a place for that? Press releases are fantastic. Yes, and they need a great message. So I'm all about the message, right? You got to start with the message first. This is a stacking process, right? And you got to have a system for publicity. I'm big on systems. I have an every 30-day system. You look at your message. 
press releases are great. I don't like to bombard the media with them because then you became the boy who cried wolf, right? right? Get the media press release when there's something to press release about. So the thing we're talking about around rising prices, yeah, that's something to talk about. You know, give the media something to talk about and that you're the expert in it, even if that's not your exact way. Like, uh, let me give you a great example, a commercial lender and real estate investor that I worked with. He's been in my virtual publicity courses. And I have to tell you, he, uh, we were doing a story about how to get a loan in difficult times. Great story. And then I said to him, you know, you've been blind since the age of seven, which is true. I think we ought to use this in the story. It's like, oh, I don't want to tell people they usually don't see me. Well, guess what? He got in the Financial Times, only the biggest financial paper around in the world. Why? About commercial lending, about real estate investing. But you know why the editor picked him? They're editors at newspapers. She said she picked him because she loved the story about being blind since the age of seven. It was his story. And all we did, by the way, is write one sentence on it. One sentence. That's the story that got him featured. You know, in the Financial Times, picture this, my friends, anything like your, your person in, the, in Bloomberg. I mean, that's where we want to be. Now, there's a lot of people may not be familiar, but there's services out there like Harrow, which is help a reporter out. What are your opinions and views of services like that? Are they things that you should be looking through on a regular basis? Because you, you can... You can get a little bit overwhelmed, I find, with Harrow in particular. Yes, I love Harrow, by the way. But here's the way to, it's helpareporterout.com. Here's what I want to tell all of you. Only stay, put your blinders on, those horse blinders in particular, and only stay focused in real estate, for instance, or investing, or, you know, like, just don't look at the whole thing. And that's the way to um, not be overwhelmed. And then answer all kinds of things, like get wide this is like your mind expanding, get wider about how you are pitching, you know, so it's not just only real estate deals. I hope you've been learning this, that I keep underlining this because I do see people get in the media more and more and more because of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. You know, the emphasis on or the focus of the the podcast is around personal branding. Do you have a, a favorite personal brand yourself? As in my own personal brand? Um, you know, I know this is inter- warm-hearted. Mm-hmm. I love that people say that about me. And in fact, it kind of shocked me the first time somebody did because he introduced me from stage. I was on uh, a major stage with a thousand people in Canada, actually. And and he read my bio and then he said, she's one of the most warm-hearted people I've ever met. I'm like, whoa, you know, but what I realized is that that really is something personal about me and who I am and how I serve. It just, I hadn't really worked it into my branding before. You know what I'm saying? And I am a big one about make sure your credentials are there and, you know, that people know what you've done and where you can insert some personal things in there about you. And and that's a beautiful thing. That's a really good example of what I call an emotional attribute versus a rational one. You don't need to be warm hearted to be a good PR or publicity person. Right. It, it helps probably, but it's not, it's not a must-have. Right. So that's that immediately differentiates you from the the other three publicity people who say they can do what you do. So that's a good underline of that. Do you have a how about personal brands? Other personal brands out there, people out there. Do you have a favorite one? 
Oh, you mean as in celebrity? Because let me tell you about one I created, which I thought not only was it great, but it actually worked. Um, if I may share the story about Ryan and Ryan came to me going, I need publicity. And I'm like, great, Ryan, what do you do? And he, by the way, wanted to drive publicity to his business. He said he's an instructional designer. And to be honest, I had no idea what that was. I just didn't know. I'm like, and then he told me, and I said, Ryan, no offense, that's boring. <laughs> we can't get publicity on that, but tell me your story. And he told me that he'd been downsized from a corporate job, fired. He had a pregnant wife with their third child on the way. He just bought a big house. Talk about big mortgage payments, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you just got fired. A kid on the way, two already. What did you do? He said, well, I started my own company. And he had eight people virtually within 24 hours doing instructional design. I thought, well, now that's interesting. I said, Ryan, what you are is a virtual office warrior. That's personal branding. And if you look at the acronym for virtual office warrior, I won't quiz you, but it's vow. (laughs) He took a vow, virtual office warrior, never to work in an office again. That's the story that got him all over media. I mean, all over major business journals, major um, Inc. magazine, entrepreneur magazine, and the list goes on and on and on, built his business and escalated all kinds of incredible results. That's personal branding. And then using everything he's got, remember we talked about that, because he's Asian American, we got him in the Chinese Times and translated his article. That one article led to a $7,000 consulting client. That's just one of the things that happened. It goes on and on. That's what I love, publicity. Can you tell? I can tell. I can definitely tell. Do you have a favorite business book or podcast? Oh, gosh, I have so many favorite books because I read one once a month. I love um, The Power of Focus by Les Hewitt, a wonderful. And, and Mark Victor Hansen, he's a co-writer, isn't he? Yeah. Yes, yep. yes. Les actually wrote the book. But yes, okay. uh, all three of those, Mark Victor Hansen, Jack Canfield, and Les Hewitt, who's Canadian-based, actually wrote The Power of Focus. And it's a great book for everything you're working on in your life. Right. What about a, a current tool or resource that you're enjoying using? Hmm. Current tool. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I think just the biggest thing is Asana has been helpful. You know, I staff different parts of the world and, and it's just nice to see projects come together in one place. And then we have a meeting on Mondays and we go over everything. So that's been helpful. Yeah, I use a tool called Basecamp, which there's some yeah. similarities, but I've, I've got a client I started working with this year and he uses Asana and I'm I'm impressed. It's it's I mean, pretty, they're, they're it's pretty powerful. Good. Yeah, yeah Slack is good. I mean, they all do good things. It's just for me what I can just see and use easily. Right. And do you have a favorite quote? <laughs> mm, Abraham Lincoln. He said, whatever you are, be a good one. And that underlines publicity. <laughs> Great. Any final uh, recommendations or tips or tricks? Uh, and also, how can people find you and, and more about what you do? Oh, sure. So um, I created a free gift for all of you. It's an opportunity to have great publicity tactics, more of them, plus a free publicity masterclass with me. It's a one-two punch, so in a good way. So please check that out at publicitycrashcourse.com slash free gift, and hopefully it'll be in the notes. So I'd invite you to come into that and really to remind all of you that everything you do, it's all about your message and that your message matters. Thank you for having me, Paul. You're very welcome, Joe. That's uh, just a power packed full of uh, of value there and and tips and tricks and insights. So I 
hopefully people will take that on board and, and start to do it. And uh, have yourself a brandtastic day. Thank you.